everybody. Welcome to episode 148 of SwiftCast. This is Nate. Ashley. Adam. And Steph. And so we have a great episode for you guys this week. So first of all, I don't know about you guys, but the iHeart Music Awards are coming up. I'm extremely excited about them, as I always am. What do you guys think? It doesn't feel like it's been a year since Taylor and Madonna did that surprise performance. I know, seriously. And that was right before a tour started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember watching last year, and I think we were all chatting together on our phones while the awards were on, and there were rumors going around about a surprise guest performance, and we all had no idea who it was, and we were all very, very surprised that it was Madonna. Whether or not Taylor is actually going to be there or not, I'm still really excited. iHeart, as always, is a really good show. There's always some cool artists there with some great music, so hopefully this year, I mean, we're going to get another great show regardless of who ends up showing up. I've been predicting for a few weeks now that Taylor would debut the new Romantics video at this award show because we know that she filmed it almost a month ago now. Mm-hmm. The timing is right. And Joseph Kahn has been tweeting a lot recently about working on something. He's calling it a free really reboot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Oh, jeez. Yeah, his tweets are always so funny. And he wrote in one of his tweets that he is not doing the new Romantics video. But then it's just his sense of humor that makes you think, you know, maybe he really is. So we'll see. He definitely said that he wasn't doing the Out of the Woods video. Okay. And we all know how that turned out. What music video was it that he said it was a pancake commercial? Was it Blank Space? I think it might have been Bad Blood. Bad Blood. Mm. Best pancake commercial I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't Blank Space a different food item? I want to say so, too. I feel like he did a toothpaste commercial or something. Oh, yeah, that's it. Toothpaste. That's funny. I bet he is. He can't fool us, Con. I don't think a Free Willy reboot is actually in the works. <laughs> no, I'm almost positive there's not one in the works. Well, to be honest, I really hope not. Well, I hope you are right, Ashley, because I would love to see the debut of that video, because I really have no idea what it's going to be like. And I think we were all just surprised, like we said, when... It first was announced as a single that she's even doing this and is still putting out another single because we really thought that we were done after Out of the Woods. You know, and Taylor does like to release music videos around award show dates, so hmm, I don't know. The cool thing is, like, literally the past um, two weeks, and I, kn I know it's still kind of down there on the Billboard charts, I think. I remember looking at it the other day, it was, it was around the 30s for New Romantics in the Hot 100, but literally, I hear it probably like six times a day at work. I'm serious, on our on our pop radio station here. I mean, it's crazy. I hear it all the time. I hear it a lot, too. I was grocery shopping tonight, and during the half hour or so I was in the grocery store, they played both Today Was a Fairy Tale and Starlight. Wow. What? <laughs> it's very unexpected. I will hear Today Is a Fairy Tale sometimes if it's like a weird variety station, but I've never heard Starlight. I always hear Today Was a Fairy Tale at Kohl's for some reason. Okay. That sounds about right, honestly. <laughs> I have to be at like a department store or something like to hear it. This was at Whole Foods, so it was cool. Mm -hmm. While I was driving over the holiday weekend going through different radio frequencies, I heard Blank Space, Out of the Woods, New Romantics, Shake It Off, like everything. Nice. Oh, and Style. I heard Style twice. Nice. And I was just thinking how these singles are so old, but the radio stations are still playing them. And that was awesome. Isn't that crazy? It's amazing how long this album has gone on for, as far as radio, I mean. Yeah, people just don't get sick of the songs. 
Right. Well, as far as the bulk of our episode goes, some of you may or may not know, we are going to be interviewing a member of Parachutes this week, Kit French, who plays the keyboard, saxophone, also vocals uh, for the band. And Parachute is currently on tour right now uh, to promote their new album, Wide Awake. So anyway, stay tuned. That'll be later in this episode. And related to that, I'm not sure if it will be launched by the time that this episode comes out, but if it's not, stay tuned. We're actually going to be doing a giveaway in conjunction with Parachute that will give one winner a pair of tickets to any city of their choice on the tour. So watch our Twitter, which is SwiftCast13, and we will be posting instructions there on how to enter, which is very exciting. It's pretty rad. Parachute really is a, an awesome band. Taylor has been a fan and friend of theirs just for years, and unfortunately they've never been a special guest, but I definitely feel like they could do something together still in the future. Mm -hmm. Absolutely right. So now we are going to be moving into some of Taylor's older tweets. Our first one comes from April 2nd, 2009. Taylor wrote, Leno, Access Hollywood, Hannah Montana movie premiere. That's five dresses in one day. I love it. (laughs) Oh, Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Oh, how the times have changed. Okay, so this past week was the 10-year anniversary of when Hannah Montana first premiered, and we all know that Miley has obviously distanced herself very much from that show, but she she actually made a really, really nice Instagram post about the anniversary. Oh, really? Yeah, which was surprised me, but she said, you know, even though I didn't really know who I was at the time, and it's not really what you know, my life is like now, I, the show was a really great experience and I appreciate all the fans and all of the guest stars and everyone involved. And wow, that's remarkably classy. (laughs) It was, and it made me happy because I was a big fan of the show and Uh and I loved the movie and I loved that Taylor was involved with the movie. So that was Hmm. good. That's actually really cool. Mm -hmm. And when all of this stuff was making its rounds on the internet, I realized that Taylor actually didn't just have crazier in the movie, she also wrote a song for Miley. And the song that Taylor wrote is called You'll Always Find Your Way Back Home. And I had no idea that Taylor had written this song for Miley. Neither did I, and I like that song. I have that song on my iPod, and it's astonishing to me that there could be anything about Taylor that I don't know. (laughs) Like, you know, you read these, like, ten things you don't know about Taylor, and you're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty (laughs) much. Yeah, this was something new. I had no idea. Well, on March 30th of 2010, Taylor tweeted, probably as foreshadowing for everybody, but nobody knew about it. She wrote, trying to find a need-to-breathe concert close to one of our tour dates. Dying to see their show. Yeah, when I saw this tweet, I was surprised because I went and looked. I thought that the Speak Now tour didn't start until 2011. And that is when it started, and Need to Breathe was obviously an opener. But like Steph said, she must have had them in the back of her mind um, because she wanted to see their show, and then they ended up being on her tour. Yeah, Speak Now would have been released in October of that year, and then they were the opener. You know, I always wondered, I mean, obviously I knew she was a fan of them, but just how she came to pick them out as the opening act for her tour, because it seemed always so random to me. Like, they are more of considered not quite a christian act but their music has a lot of christian undertones and they're not really on mainstream radio at all so that was always an interesting choice to me yeah i would consider them christian rock 
Um, and I don't know about you guys, but I find that they're totally underrated. I still listen to some of their music to this day. I think they're great. I went to see one of their solo concerts just like a few months after the Speak Now tour, and it was amazing. They have a song on radio right now that's really good. So they're definitely still doing their thing, which is awesome. So if Taylor tweets anytime soon about trying to catch a particular artist. Well, yeah, if you think about it with Haim, she started hanging out with them and then they were announced as an opener. With Vance, she gave us a clue when she did Riptide at BBC. She should just go on a combined world tour with Ed. I agree. Of course, Ed, the clue there was that there were lots of clues about him. So we really should be paying extra attention. Next opener, Calvin Harris. <laughs> Our next one's from April 2nd of 2010. Kansas City has so many fountains. I love fountains. Do you, Ashley? Well, Taylor does. <laughs> I thought that was just such a simple, funny tweet that I wanted to include it in this episode. It just makes me laugh. It is actually really funny. Speaking of things to laugh about, our next tweet, uh, March 29th, 2011, Taylor tweets, My friends and I saw the Candyland-tastic Katy Perry concert last night in Dublin. Loved it. On the way to the arena in Manchester now. Oh, how the times have changed. Yeah, only five years ago, and wow. You know, I was thinking about this. It's funny. She goes to a Katy Perry concert. Katy Perry has never been to a Taylor Swift concert. Only as a guest. Was she a guest? She was in LA. Yep, speak now, Staples Center. What did they sing? Hot and Cold. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm. I think they wore Lakers jerseys, didn't they? They did, actually. Yeah, you're right. Mm. How funny. Only two short years later, mm. Katie would sabotage her entire tour, basically. Our next tweet comes from March 30th, 2011. I can't believe we get to play at the O2 in London tonight. I'm so excited. I'm wearing my beloved panda sweater. And there was a link for this tweet for a picture, but the link is now dead. And I wanted to ask you guys, do you remember this panda sweater? Absolutely. It's the greatest sweater. It was sort of like the genius sweater. She wore it a lot. Okay. It was really cute. And I wish she would bring it back. You know, I was imagining a post where she was wearing it, and I didn't think it was this one, and I found that post. It looks like she's been wearing this for a long time. Oh, I remember this panda sweater. Yeah, seriously, forever. Yeah, she really wore it a lot. Sort of like the genius sweater. Mm -hmm. She needs to bring it back out. Yeah, she does what happened to it. It seems like she debuted it in 2009. Is that when she has her thumbs up? Yes. There was an MTV article saying that she was celebrating the VMA Awards with that picture. It was definitely a good sweater. I wonder if she still has it. Maybe she lost it when she was moving. We should get something trending on Twitter. Taylor, bring back panda sweater. <laughs> <laughs> that hashtag would take up almost the entire tweet. <laughs> well, a year later, on March 29th of 2012, Taylor tweeted, Well played. Justin Bieber, I was truly terrified. And this was, of course, when Taylor was on Punked and Justin played the prank on her with the boat and the wedding. And if you have never seen that, go look it up. It's hilarious. Seriously, the sheer horror on Taylor's face is <laughs> like, just the funniest thing. And the next one is from April 2nd, 2012. Taylor said, oh, what a night, parentheses, thank you, thank you, thank you, and it was an Instagram photo, 
and this was from when she won Entertainer of the Year at the ACM Awards, which was now four years ago. And those are also going to be this weekend, same night as the iHeart Awards. Our next tweet comes from March 29th, 2013, and Taylor tweets, Tonight, Pat Monahan from Train showed up to sing Drive-By with us, one of my favorite singers and favorite songs. Newark was a party. I think she tweeted it with exactly that inflection, by the way. <laughs> Pat Monahan, my boy, killing it. I feel like we read this tweet a year ago, and I feel like I said the same comment I'm about to say of how, can you believe that they made a song together that we will never hear? That's right. Stop. <laughs> supposed to be called Babe was the title people were talking about. Yeah. It really upsets me. When was that written or recorded? Do we know? I feel like it was shortly after Red came out. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, so in late 2012 or early 2013? I think so, yeah. All these collaborations we're never going to hear. All this like unheard Taylor music is floating out there somewhere on somebody's hard drive. Probably just on Taylor's phone, because she's very possessive. Probably. Well, Diane Warren recently said that the song she and Taylor wrote together that was never released could still possibly be released someday. Oh. And Diane Warren is sort of a movie songwriter mongol. She just writes all these huge hits. And then, of course, we know that Taylor and Ed have written songs that we've never heard. Taylor, if you're listening, you should come out with an album exclusively of all the songs that you've written over the years that you've never heard. There'd be no overhead. You've already put in your time. Just do exactly that. <laughs> Just release them all. We'll all be very happy. Release it exclusively through this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just send it to us first. We will evaluate, send it back with our notes, and then release it. And we don't care if it's rough tracks. It's fine. People like that better. We can clean it up in Audacity for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in Audacity. Uh... And our last tweet comes from last year, March 31st of 2015. Oh my god, Jack, you just turned 31 on the 31st. And 31 is basically just 13 backwards. And 13 is my lucky number. See how I made that about me? Ha. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I remember that. Well, that tweet is obviously about Jack Antonoff. And I was just so happy when he was able to accept the award this year at the Grammys for her. And then, uh, of course... We hope he is part of future albums because their work together is fantastic. And it's nice to know that Taylor still pays attention to 13. And I also hope that she will once again someday wear her 13 necklace. Yeah, what the heck? She stopped wearing that. Now she has to wear the locket that Calvin gave her. True. Well, at any rate, that's all we have for uh, Taylor's older tweets. So now we're going to be moving on to our news segment, Keeping Up With Swift. This should be renamed Searching for Swift because she hasn't been anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Scouring the internet for Swift. Yeah, Taylor's theme recently has been showing up at birthday parties. She was at Reese Witherspoon's like we talked about last week. This week she went to Lady Gaga's 30th birthday party. And then she also visited Lily Aldridge and her daughter. And it looked like she brought Lily's daughter a gift, which was very nice. And then she was also out a different night having dinner with Lord. I think Lord is working on new music right now. She's very overdue for a new music. She is. It's been a long time. And when you think about it, imagine how many like birthday party invitations and things like that Taylor probably has to turn down when she's on tour or in the studio. 
I can't imagine her actual social life. That must be insane. Must be insane. That's probably, you know what? She's going to step out of the limelight and she's just going to become this this socialite. That's all we're going to hear. That's all we're going to see. There's never going to be any more music. It'll just be Taylor Swift drowning in... Birthday party invitations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. And appearances. And... and appearances. Performing at everyone's birthday parties. <laughs> uh... Well, our only other piece of news was that on Easter, Taylor posted a few funny videos of her and Austin having egg battles. I had never heard of an egg battle before, but those videos were pretty funny, and I want to try it now. Those videos were funny. They were trending like crazy on Facebook. And the huge bunny in the background is the gift that Taylor gave to Lily's daughter. Oh, is that what that was? Okay. Yeah. That's cool. It's cute. I feel like Taylor should be in charge of putting together an Easter egg hunt for kids, because I feel like she would make such a good one, and it would have amazing prizes. I think Taylor still wants to participate in the Easter egg hunts. <laughs> true also wouldn't taylor be the best event planner yes Mm -hmm. that's the thing it's like all these things like cooking and baking and event planning and like putting together like gifts or like all things that she could easily hire someone to do but she probably does it better than anybody she could get to do it that's true interior decorating too Mm -hmm. so if you guys haven't seen the egg battle videos you have to go check them out they're everywhere they're on taylor's twitter they're on facebook they're everywhere so seriously, go check those out. They're funny. And as far as other news, um, as far as Taylor's calendar goes, there is only one thing coming up on her calendar that we know of, and that is April 3rd. Again, uh, the iHeartRadio Awards. Taylor's nominations for the awards. She's nominated for Song of the Year for Blank Space, Female Artist of the Year, Album of the Year for 1989, Best Tour of the Year for the 1989 World Tour, Best Collaboration for Bad Blood, Best Memeable Moment for Blank Space, Best Fan Army for Swifties, of course we're going to win. And best cover song for Alessia Cara covering Taylor Swift. And April 3rd, like I said, that is this coming Sunday. So if you guys aren't doing anything, watch it, TBS, check it out. It's going to be awesome. And now we're going to be moving on to my favorite segment, Adam's favorite segment. I'm sure everybody's favorite segment, the fashion segment. And our first one comes from Reese Witherspoon's birthday party on March 20th in Los Angeles. And Taylor was wearing an Isabel Marant Etoile Plisse Chiffon Kiandra Blouse. Nice. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that was a lot of French-sounding words, I believe. I'm glad you got the French. <laughs> and that blouse was $295. She also had an Isabel Marant Harmon mini skirt that is $500. Her boots were Todd's laser-cut leather ankle boots. Those are $398. And her bag was a Versace Medusa flap bag. And that has not been located. You know, there are certain fashion segments where I kind of have an idea of what it's talking about. I have no idea what any of that was. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't even know. This was a great black outfit. She had a skirt on and a sort of sheer black blouse. And I was actually reading this People article today, and they mentioned that Taylor's been going more like a lot of black, wearing a lot of black and just seems to be veering away from the crop top and skirts. I thought it was just kind of interesting because we all know that Taylor likes to change her style with every album. And she did wear a crop top and skirt in Vegas the other week, but she really has been sort of modifying her fashion a little bit, I think. Like we said before, she's turning it into her mom. Andrea loves wearing black. <laughs> Could be. Um, I just got 
which I ordered last week immediately after the episode, the black skirt that was part of Taylor's outfit that she wore to Vegas, and it's really awesome. That was a deal, too. Yeah, I got, like, one of the last ones they had left, and they didn't have the top anymore, but they had the skirt, so I need to find a top that can go with it, but I'm no Taylor Swift, so we'll see how that turns out. (laughs) Well, on March 22nd, Taylor was out in Beverly Hills, and she wore a one-by-one gray day Tatum sweater, which is $278, but unfortunately is out of stock. She carried her Prada Saffiano Lux Medium Double Zip Leather Satchel, which is $2,390. And then she wore her Ann Taylor Carly Leather Boots, which are $198, but are unfortunately sold out right now. Our next piece of fashion is when Taylor was leaving Roku Sunset with Lord in West Hollywood on March 25th. She was wearing an Isabel Morant fuzzy leopard Enrique jacket, which is $890, and then her bag was the Louis Vuitton petite Malay bag in the color noir, which is $6,800. Holy cow. Boy. We should start keeping track of the most expensive pieces. I think that is. I think that might be. Mm, 6800 I mean, we've had some in the 5000 range before, but I think this is pushing seven. So I mean, if you don't count runway award show dresses or like super, super like diamond jewelry, I feel like this is the most expensive thing that she's worn, period. Mm-hmm. I'm probably wrong. No, there have to have been things that were like 10000 but this is definitely up there. Yeah, just leaving Roku Sunset with Lord. <laughs> <laughs> with her $7,000 purse. <laughs> Oh, man. That's crazy. And the leopard jacket was something very different, I thought. We've never seen her really wear animal prints. She's channeling the blank space video. (laughs) Well, she wore animal prints in Shake It Off, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's right. But she doesn't usually wear it just out and about. Maybe that was part of her costume for the Free Willy reboot. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this one's more my speed. Okay. So... Taylor heading to the gym on March 25th, 2016. Taylor was wearing super dry gym running leggings in charcoal grit. $49.50. Boom. A little more reasonable. Mm, Not too bad. And when Taylor was attending Lady Gaga's birthday party in LA on March 26th, she was wearing a Juliet Hogan Chelsea top in sequin, $499. Juliet Hogan fancy pants in sequin. $798, and she was wearing Mew Mew suede peep toe pumps, which are $595. And then on March 27th, Taylor celebrated Easter with Lily Aldridge, and she wore jeans from Rag and Bone. They're called the Dre Distressed Cuff Jeans in Roslyn, and those are $245. And then she wore a top from Reformation, and it's called the Feelings Tea in White. It was $98 and is now on sale for 29 And that's all we have for our fashion segment this week. Uh, as always, big thanks to TaySwiftStyle.com for providing us with all of our latest fashion information. We're very excited to have an awesome guest joining us right now. 
as you guys know, Taylor has a habit of always welcoming artists she's a huge fan of to her stage, and we love doing that too on the show, and it's even more exciting when we can feature someone that both we and Taylor are fans of, which is definitely what this next guest is. And you might know him from the hit songs She Is Love, Kiss Me Slowly, or from the new album and tour Wide Awake. So without any further ado, please welcome Parachutes, Kit French. Hello, hello. Hi, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So what was your reaction when you got asked to come on a Taylor Swift podcast? <laughs> I loved it. I, we, we've been doing a lot of these interviews and these phone call interviews since Wide Awake came out, and, and it's fun to get back in this zone and talk to some fun people across the board. And So this is no different. I, I like it and appreciate being here. Very cool. Well, as you just mentioned, the album Wide Awake just came out within the past couple of weeks. And your last one came out in 2013. So what has the process been like over the past couple of years leading up to the album? Yeah, you know what? It's been a little bit longer of a gap in between uh, the, this album coming out. And, you know, we, we, if it was up to us, we'd be putting it out every other weekend. But <laughs> we, we kind of have to wait for the right timing. And sometimes, and in particular, the cycle, this little window had had some changes. We lost full band members. They decided to go, you know, pursue some different career paths and stuff like that. And, so there's a, there's a lot, a lot of changes uh, happening for this album, and I think it, I think it kind of reflects that in the in the writing that Will did, and and some and certainly some of the production style that we we chose to go through for this album. Well, yeah, I think it was worth the wait. I've listened to it all the way through a few times, and so far I'm loving it. Love that, yes, thank you. And so the tour's been going on. What was the opening night of tour like for you guys this time? It was really. Really relieving. We had a week of rehearsals beforehand in Nashville, and there's a lot to get done in such a little amount of time. And I wish we had two weeks, <laughs> but it was time to go and time to hit it. And we were able to play our first show in our hometown in Charlottesville, Virginia, where we all grew up. And very, very warm welcome. Pretty, pretty awesome to be able to try the whole thing out in your hometown. Do you feel like there's a certain song or songs that? the crowds have been responding to the best on this album or that have been the most fun to all, play? All of the new songs that we play, we're playing a lot, we're playing like five or six new songs, and, and they've all had really great reactions. We've been, we were kind of nervous about it. It's like, okay, I'm, you know, people know the song and the lyrics, and, and they really, really did. So I think it helps to have the album come out a little bit in advance of the tour, which is, which is something we really wanted to happen. So so people could sit with it for a little bit and, and get to learn the stories behind it and get to learn the feel and, and uh, so, yeah, we've only got to play two shows so far. We're playing in New York tomorrow. And I'm, I'm excited how it goes because the first two went, went really well. I think I saw that that New York show is going to be live-streamed. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, it's going to be live-streamed on, on Yahoo, which we, we've actually been able to do once before in Philadelphia. And it went r- really well. It, was very, it exceeded our expectations. It was a really cool thing. They bring in a, a, a big professional crew and they do a great job taping it and covering every angle and when they said they wanted to do it in new york we were so so thrilled so it's going to be a really awesome night so as you guys are listening to this you're probably listening on wednesday morning that's going to be tonight wednesday march 30th on yahoo so definitely make sure you catch that absolutely and then just sort of going back to the process of making the album a little bit, one thing that stuck out to me that I was excited about is that you guys worked with one of your producers was Nathan Chapman, who obviously has had a strong partnership with Taylor. Correct, yeah. Yeah, actually, Will and, and Nathan have 
covered and, and written together a lot in the past and, and on some other songs that we've, you know, tried out. And um, this one we actually rolled with and, and threw it on the album, Lonely With Me. It's a it's a really awesome, fun pop song. And it's one we actually started playing um, way, way in advance of the release of the whole album. And we got to play it on tour and, and had a great reaction to the crowd. And so... We're yeah, we're we're really excited about that song. It's it's definitely a fun one to play. So you started teasing out a lot of these new songs before the album was officially out to get people familiar with them. Yeah, yeah, you know, after you keep going out on tour and you keep playing shows and you kinda of wanna liven up the set a little bit. You got you gotta add in a few new songs every once in a while, so <laughs> that was one of them and then Giveaway was another one that that we had recorded a long time in advance, so and one we got comfortable playing with live. So, yeah, there's a couple songs in there that we we started teasing out a little earlier. And I know over the summer, one of the songs in your set list was a cover of Style, which I loved. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was when me and Will were, uh, were doing a few shows together in an acoustic um, kind of setup, or at least a stripped-down kind of setup, and, um, which is something that we always wanted to do before, and, and this summer it just made sense to be able to do it. So that was that was really fun because with so few people on the stage, you know, you can really, that's funny to say, but it's, it, it kind of opens up your options. You don't, you can just do whatever you want. It, 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 there's much less planning needs to go into it, you know? So we had a little section where we just went into some of our favorite songs, pop songs that were out at the time. And yeah, yeah we had a little chorus and verse of, of style in there for sure. What other artists are you a fan of right now or enjoy covering? Um, in the pop side of things, I'm, I'm a huge Sia fan. I'm just, I'm just trying to trying to convince the other guys to cover a song of their of hers. <laughs> that would be but, really uh, cool. No, I think you should do it. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just there's just so many awesome, uh, awesome songs to cover. Like Will really wants to do some Beyonce stuff. So I don't know. We we get you know just gotta like root through it all and see what would be what makes the most sense. What we can what we can cover the best, I guess is the the best way to do it (laughs) i feel like sometimes the best cover performances are the most unexpected ones yeah exactly exactly well is there any particular city or venue that you're most excited about coming up i guess probably new york that's going to be a big one yeah irving plaza we played there a couple times before um maybe uh once or twice before and um this time it's sold out and as we talked about before it's being live streamed so that's gonna be a really awesome one. Also, the next day in Boston, we we always have a great time with those with those kids. And but you know, I, I could I could tell you great things about every market that we're we're going to. So there's really just nothing but but good times to be had. <laughs> I guess you could say. Yeah, and then after this tour in the summer, it looks like you guys are going to be joining Need to Breathe. I saw that announcement on their site. Yeah, I mean you can never go wrong playing some shows with those guys. So. This will be no different. Yeah, they're doing their uh, the second tour day compadres and asked us to be a part of it. So we uh, we saw how smoothly and, and fun it it went last summer. I actually went to the, the show they had at the Greek. It like it looked like such a blast. So it was very cool, and they reached out to us and asked if we want to be a part of it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of them ever since they opened for Taylor back on the Speak Now tour. So they've been putting out great music for a while. Yeah, that was a great tour for them. They really kind of stepped it up their their game. After that tour, do you guys have any goals and plans for what you want the next few years to look like, or are you sort of just writing it out with this album and taking it from there? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're, we're putting a song out to radio this summer and, and 
we'll all know that shortly. <laughs> we're working on the mixes right now, and then we're going to put that out. And then um, after the Need to Breathe, we're going to be um, looking into some European shows and you know, just some other markets outside of the States, perhaps. And, and then when we come back in the the winter, we'll just kind of reevaluate where we are at the, at the point, maybe do another headlining tour or something like that. And But, you know, we always try to keep busy as possible, so I, I would expect to see us on the road a lot these these next couple months. Awesome. Well, I opened it up to a few questions for fans from Twitter, and we have one from Carrie, and Carrie wants to know, what's one fun fact about you that you think a lot of fans might not know about? About about me, personally? Or it could be you, the band, anything you want. <laughs> we are um, we're massive Tiger Woods golf fans. That's the only video game we play, but that's but we play it. When we get our hands on a machine that works, we you can't pull us away from it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's a good way to spend your downtime. Yeah, that's hilarious. It's such a random game to light. Well, cool. And Gabby didn't have a question, but she tweeted that she's excited to see you in L.A. So it seems like Twitter is very excited about this tour. Fans are very enthusiastic. Actually, I saw this, too. You guys had somebody get married on stage at your concert. Or, I'm sorry, get engaged. Yeah, they got they got engaged. It actually happened again last night. We're two for two, which is crazy. Uh, we they don't, It doesn't happen very often for us. It's, it's happened before, but it's very infrequent. But <laughs> for some reason, uh, on this run, we're two for two right now with people wanting to jump up on the stage. So do these people, do they reach out to you in advance, or is it just like more a spur-of-the-moment thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, definitely in advance. And then we kind of just play along and get them up on stage and, and let let them take it from there, but <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty wild. Well, I think it's awesome that you do that, and I've just seen for years how well that you've treated your fans, and I think that's so important and really is... Oh, yeah. got to. Yeah, I mean, that's as Taylor fans... That's we can do it. Exactly. We're always drawn to the artists that do that, and you guys are great examples of that. Um, is there anything else you want to plug for the listeners before we go? If you hadn't heard it yet, just go check out Wide Awake. Stream it, download it, buy it, whatever. It's all good. We just want you to hear it and um, come out to one of the shows, and we'll see you out there. We'll have a good time together. And we're going to be launching a giveaway on our Twitter account at SwiftCast13 where we're going to pick one winner that's going to get a pair of tickets to any show of their choice. So we're really excited about that. That's really cool. I like that. Well, thanks again so much, and we're excited to follow the rest of the tour. Thanks so much. It was good to talk to you. All right. Thanks. Take care. So just a few reminders for you guys. Uh, Please press the subscribe button on iTunes and it will download the latest episode for you automatically. And definitely be sure to leave us a review and a five-star rating. When you guys do that, it helps others find our podcast easier and just makes everything a great experience for everybody. So please, please do that for us. If you guys would like to contact us, whether to chat with us about something you heard on the episode or maybe submit for some of our mini segments or just anything in general, you can contact us uh, a number of ways. You can contact us on Twitter at SwiftCast13. You can contact us on Tumblr, swiftcast13.tumblr.com. Find us on Instagram, instagram.com slash theswiftcast13. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash theswiftcast. Or you can email us at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com. Or you can find all of that information on our website, swiftcast13.com. So what do you guys think Taylor will do next week? Well, we already established that she's going to release all this unreleased music through us. 
It's a very good point. To us, exclusively. (laughs) (laughs) We will be the arbiters, the distributors. And in addition to that, she's going to hear this parachute interview and immediately go to their tour. That's what I'm saying. That's a good point. I think she's probably, like Ashley said, going to release New Romantics at the iHeartRadio Awards. I think she'll attend. And I think she'll win Female Artist, Album of the Year, Best Tour, Best Fan Army. Do you think she'll bring Calvin? Yes. I don't know his schedule. Does he have a show? If he doesn't, then probably. I think he usually has shows on Friday nights in Las Vegas. So if it's Sunday, he might be available. Yeah, I could see that happening. I am not sure if she'll attend, but Steph kind of stole my thoughts. I was going to say that I think she'll win a couple of iHeart Awards. Definitely Best Fan Army for Swifties, because if my memory is correct, I believe we were upset and lost last year. Who did we lose to last year? Wasn't it like five seconds of summer or something goofy? Yes, you're right, it was. Hopefully we learned our lesson and came out in stronger force this year. Oh, seriously. I think so. Well, I think I'm just going to go out on a huge limb. I'm just going to throw all in on this. So for the Grammys, right, Taylor, we didn't even know she was performing until just before the show. I think at iHeart, the exact same is going to happen, and she's going to surprise us all with a baller New Romantics performance slash video release on top, you know, to tie that part in. But I think she's going to perform. I think she's just going to surprise us all. We're going to be like, what? And it's going to be like, mind's blown. And then the fandom's, like, going crazy. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I would love that. I hope you're right. I hope so, too. I know I'm, I'm probably not. But, <laughs> Taylor, if you're listening, move mountains for me. <laughs> so, as always, thanks for listening uh, to episode 148 of SwiftCast. This has been Nate. Ashley. Adam. And Steph. See you next week, guys. Bye. See ya. Thanks, guys. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management. 